0: Welcome to Library Media Chatter, the podcast that is sometimes correct when claiming an author has died. (laughs) For those of you keeping score at home, Greg was correct in the April episode when he claimed that author Judith Heumann had died very recently. So Greg, that's a win for you. One for two. Yeah. (laughs) Your batting average is going up. (laughs) <laughs> um, my average for questioning your knowledge of dead authors is yeah. dropping. So. Yeah, well,
1: we're, we met in the middle. so <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I may trust you more the next time, but we'll be, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we wanted to start this episode by acknowledging that we're coming to you a little later than normal. Uh, but Mazel and other things have gotten in the way of a regular recording schedule, so we hope you weren't panicking on May 1st thinking that this had fallen apart, that we had some kind of Beatles-esque split, uh, and the John Lennon to my, I'm going to say I'm the Ringo of the group here, uh, walked <laughs> out on this whole enterprise. That has not happened. It was just scheduling issues. Yes, yes. So didn't want any chatterboxes to to be too worried in our short hiatus.
1: Chatterboxes? It's
0: good every time. So, Greg, this is the last episode before the summer. I have an extremely important question for you. Okay. What book has a setting that you would most like to summer vacation in?
1: Oh, man. Uh, uh, You know, I think I mentioned before some of these cozy mysteries I read that are on, like, uh, Imaginary Island in New England. Yeah. Like, as summer approaches in Missouri, that sounds really appealing to me to be like... No, out of the humidity, have a coastal breeze. Presumably, there's a cute coffee shop. Someone will get murdered.
0: Oh um, my goodness!
1: Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's everything. It's everything wow. you could want in a summer vacation.
0: Is it okay? I'll take. Your uh, word for well, that it's out.
1: always someone unpleasant. You know, that's the beauty <laughs> that's of a cozy. True. You know, that's true. <laughs> Slowly purging the town of whatever. Yeah, ails it. So, uh, what about you? Um, a scarlet
0: letter, no doubt. Oh well, that's how could yeah. I not
1: think? You like anything pre-penicillin? I believe yes. is what you told
0: me. Yes, I like I like to I like out, outdoor toilets. Yeah, judgmental um, people. I like extremely judgmental people. Yeah, um, I don't uh, I don't so know that I'd handle the cold very well, but maybe in the summer it'd be okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, no, probably not. It'd be terrible. The probably bugs
0: terrible. The bugs. Yeah. yeah. But you know, we like what we like, Greg. Right? <laughs> well, you survived all those stucco summer camps, so That's I mean, true. look at you. I'm prepared. I'm a hardy. You, you wouldn't look at me and think it, but I am hardy stock. <laughs> so, Greg, let's get in. We got a big show to we wrap do. up the school year, so let's get right into it. What are you reading? That's I not like reading... an accusation. I apologize. Well, no, no I, loved I loved it. Yeah, I know. that one was a little you, off.
1: Whatever you're. Uh, <laughs> Fuzz by Mary Roach. And so, if you're not familiar with Mary Roach, um, she's got a string of these really entertaining nonfiction books. Gulp, I think, is one, yep. Grunt might be one, yep. Stiff. Uh, there's
0: one on sex, but I can't think of the title. Uh, um, Packing for Mars, the one that she did before she went to one word titles, apparently. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then, yeah, Fuzz is about. It, the subtitle is When Wildlife Breaks the Law, but that's really, and and that's kind of a misleading. The first chapter in the book is about wildlife forensics, and it was so interesting. You know, it's about how people, you know, wildlife uh, specialists prove that an animal was or was not the killer in like oh. a hu- animal-human conflict. Okay, Very interesting. Um, the rest of the book is also good, but then it kind of branches out into all sorts of human-animal conflict which is a much broader scope. And so, but it was interesting. And then um, I have to share this anecdote. I hope it doesn't cost us our PG rating. (laughs) (laughs) But the way that this book started for her, I was just reading this interview, is there is an actual academic paper, a guide published by this woman on how wildlife experts can distinguish if a dried reproductive organ from a tiger is authentic or not because apparently this piece of anatomy yes is frequently sold uh, it's almost always fake because there are so few tigers anymore okay and then boiled into a soup that is an aphrodisiac and so there's this huh. whole guide full of pictures on how to tell the difference. (laughs) And the ladies and the, and Mary Roach said, yeah, she wouldn't really let me go on any real cases with her. And I was like, (laughs) well, what what did you think those cases were going to be like? First of (laughs) all, and how many a year are there?
0: Oh, it's rampant, Um, Greg. So she,
1: she had to do a pivot, you know, if the pandemic taught us nothing else, it's how to pivot and she pivoted to something else with this book.
0: Greg, that's so common. Uh, I know some people on Facebook that are in a a pyramid scheme where they're trying to sell those.
1: It's these days. (laughs)
0: Multi-level marketing for Tiger Anatomy. Uh, Yeah, totally normal. Totally normal. (laughs) What about you? What are you reading? (laughs) For the Denny O'Neill Awards, I'm constantly looking for middle grade and high school uh, graphic novels. And I came across one called Global by Eowyn Colfer and Andrew Duncan, with art by Giovanni Regano. And it is Is a... Go ahead. Really quick, is this the same author who did all the Artemis Fowl books? I believe yes. Okay, sorry. Otherwise, there are two young adult authors with that same name. That doesn't seem real common. Well, it's like my situation with the tiger thing. Yes, (laughs) much more common than we realize. I like that we're referring to that as your situation from now on. <laughs> that is now canon on the podcast. Anytime the chatterboxes is going wild. Yep, that's what we're saying. So this is a uh, <laughs> a story, a graphic novel that tells two different stories. Uh, one in, um, I think it's either Alaska or like the kind of Arctic portion of Canada. I think that's what it is, the kind of Arctic section of Canada. Um, And one story taking place in the Indian Ocean, Um, and it deals with the impact of global warming, of changing climates and rising seawater and um, kind of how this stuff all, uh, without being real pedantic, uh, telling the story through these kids living in these kind of uh, remote communities and how it impacts how they live um and it was it's adventure filled because the one in the arctic is dealing with these bears the the young woman is trying to prove that there are speaking of uh animals being uh arrested and incarcerated as you were talking about with fuzz um these bears that are like half polar half grizzly oh and they are they're Habitat is changing and and they're kind of things are are happening to them because of yeah. uh, climate change. And then the other one is dealing with uh, this grandfather and grandson who fish uh, off of their little island and with sea levels changing and more giant uh, storms and things wreaking havoc. Uh, it connects them a little bit, but not in a way that you're like, oh, come on. So yeah. it's, not, it's not trying to put them together directly over and over again. Um, but I th- I thought it was really neat. The art was cool. Yeah. Um, it was neat to see that story told in a way that was not hitting you over the head with like, you see, children, this is what happens when you blah, blah, blah. Um, it's just giving this ad- these two adventure stories yeah. that also happen to be kind of built around this idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, that seems to me like a really good way to... Tell an interesting story about something that we should worry about
0: without, you know, hitting
1: someone over the head and moralizing. Yes. Yeah.
0: And it's definitely more of a middle school. Like I would okay. strongly recommend it to any middle school okay. uh, librarian listening. I think that you could get it for your high school library and you might circulate it. Uh, it skewed a little young mm-hmm. uh, while I was reading it, but I still a really, really solid uh, effort.
1: Oh, cool. Well, that's great.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, now that you know what we're reading, we all need to take a quick break to recover from these two exciting stories. Uh, And we will be right back after this commercial break. This episode is brought to you by the Dewey Decimal number 685, which means it's time for the game that also did not make the trek to Cedar Cove. Do we know our Dewey? I'm going to name books with call numbers that start 685 and Greg is going to guess what that section is all about. Greg, are you ready? Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm ready. It's There's okay. no. Where's Margaret to tap in <laughs> on this one? Highlights from this Dewey number include Sneaker Century, A History of Athletic Shoes by Amber J. Kaiser, Saddles by Russell H. Beattie. Oh, I just checked that out. How to Make Whips. By Ron Edwards. I spoke too soon. (laughs) And moccasin making, a craft video of North American Uh Indian footwear. Greg, what's the theme of this section?
1: Oh gosh. Uh, I tend to think of the 600s as the technology kind of stuff. So maybe something with being clothes, like create engine, like. We, it's not really fashion, but like how to, No. Oh. What do these things have in common, Greg? Well, so here's the thing. I mean, are we counting, are all sneakers, do they all have leather? Because otherwise I'm thinking about leather here. Are you? Am
0: I? Are you? Yes, I'm going to say leather. The Holy macaroni, Greg. According Wait, to Bridgewater I- College Library Services, our go-to yes. for all things Dewey, this is Leather and Fur Goods and Related craft. Uh, I, I, I am, none of the books that I could find in any libraries that I was like easily searching through had anything fur related. Well, all my fur sneakers are put away for the winter. That's true. I, mean, yeah. I am just blown away that you got the leather goods. Oh man. <laughs> well, I, Well done. I'm sneakers. giving you full credit for this.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. That is very generous of you, because I the sneakers threw me. I'm thinking synthetics. I'm thinking I don't know. Yeah, I guess they all. I mean, as someone who's a good person and would
0: never, my tiger situation aside, <laughs> never use animal parts for anything. Well, you only you you only buy yeah. the uh, not authentic ones. Your situation right, exactly. is the not knock-offs. real ones. Yeah, yeah. You're only getting the the <laughs> real second second market for that stuff. Yes. Uh, that's um really okay sick. leather and yeah. fur yeah the majority of books that i could find and i had to kind of reach out beyond my two libraries were all shoes it was all like nike like stuff on like well the which really
1: rounded that category out that
0: was what really blew my mind is as i'm scrolling i'm like okay well, I see shoes. I see shoes. I see, like, I keep yeah. whatever. And then I went to, I don't know, maybe I went to the public library or whatever and looked it up. Classic and saw Missouri Public Library. Make whips. This is why we're taking their money away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? There are people out there that need saddle. In- By the time that
1: kid gets that book, cures his own leather, braids yeah. it into a whip, he could whip somebody's eye out. I mean, yeah. Are we, where's the
0: responsibility? Yeah. Well, that's why I thought the the moccasin-making video was important because you're probably learning responsible moccasin-making. Well, yes, that's a much better... So maybe the whip using would have been better if it came in a video. Right, yeah, we got to get those books out of the hand Yeah. On that note, thanks to Dewey number 685 for (laughs) sponsoring this episode. Welcome back. This is a big moment, Greg. We've been waiting i would say a full 12 months for this yeah oh i have i've been yeah this is a uh last season when we did the first annual barnsey awards it was a commercial break that we snuck yeah. in some awards
1: This yeah. season,
0: we're making it the what are you doing and the reader's nook we're just putting yeah. it all together for the second annual barnsey awards if you don't remember or you're new to the program the barnesies are our annual Young Adult Literature Awards given to uh the best and brightest of the Gateway nominees from this uh I guess this year has ended. Yeah. So this yeah. past year. Last year we had spent a lot of time talking about the Gateway books. So this yes. was maybe a little bit more of a, hey, do you remember this book at all? Yeah, that was fine. And we've already <laughs> talked about it. This season we've spoken about these none. Yeah. So this is going to be just a big, big show here for the second annual Barnes. Well, the chatterboxes won't stop asking for it. And so we have to give them what they want. Yeah.
1: And as usual, our standing invitation to Jennifer Lynn Barnes is available. We're extending it again. Yes. You can be on the show. You can be a co-host. Jenny, whatever you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I couldn't have. I couldn't have made a better invitation if I had eight months and a leather making craft video. <laughs> she just gets a big folded piece of leather. <laughs> but... I I believe that's our calling card, right? Yeah. That's what people it isn't the chatter boxes know. Yeah, when you get a big folded leather, yeah, it's your invite. That's how Margaret yeah. got invited onto the show. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right, well, just because we didn't talk about the 22-23 Gateway Award nominees doesn't mean we didn't read them. It certainly doesn't mean you should be deprived of this beloved tradition. So let's kick these off, Greg, with our first award of the, let's call it evening, because most award shows take place in the evening. It is, yeah.
1: And I imagine the chatterboxes are snug in bed listening to this. Yeah,
0: this puts people right to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) The first award is book I wish we could have talked about. So the in the all year long, we've been talking about books and we did not talk about these gateways. Greg, what do you wish we could have spent a whole segment on? Well, there were a lot that I would have enjoyed talking about. But the one that
1: I would have enjoyed talking to you about is If These Wings Could Fly, um, which I just, it was it was probably not a book for me. Um, and I just thought was bizarre and, um, I would have really enjoyed that conversation. I mean, it is what, it is what it is, you know, it is, I think kind of, I know it's in that magical realism vein, sure.
0: but boy, I had a lot to say. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, I, I, I want to talk about that book, but, but maybe that'll come up again, uh, shortly. It was so. I what I'll say about that book, I, I'm with you. It it threw me off a little bit. There were things in it that I didn't quite understand, and Sandy certainly heard me talk about it a ton. Um, she that author has a book on the gateways for twenty three twenty four. Yeah, she does, and I read that one. Yeah, and I liked it very much.
1: Well, that's good to know because the cover of that one I hate. Like, yeah, that new one. I'm like, what is this? The uh, third
0: kind, you know, like, I yeah. mean, it's like this. No, I it was uh, a so I'll it, give it a try, but the yeah. cover is horrible. It was a uh, a real Kim Liggett situation, yeah. Uh, I, I did not care. We've all had one of those. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I wasn't a big fan of The Unfortunates, but then yeah. when I read uh, Grace Year, yeah, I loved it. See, so, opposite
1: for me, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. so like yeah. just
0: that kind of thing where I was a little bit, uh, I don't know what I'm going to think about this book. Yeah. And still kind of magical realism in the new one, but uh, maybe we'll talk more about that next season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the book that I wish we could have talked about was Grown. Oh, yeah. It's a good um, one, yeah. I just, I i was, I loved the short chapters. Yeah. Um, I was horrified by the entirety of the story. Yeah, and absolutely. And the fact that it felt, like, yeah, like this is based in reality and these kind of things happen and this is nuts oh, yeah and whatever. Uh, and the twist in the last like three paragraphs or reveal, I guess, if you want to call it that in the last couple paragraphs, paragraphs uh, just blew me away. So, yeah, I, I wish that that was one that we could have talked about. Uh, she past. is, Tiffany
1: Jackson is one of those for me, I think a sleeper writer. I think yeah. she's much better than Angie Thomas and maybe even better than Nick Stone, although I do quite like Nick Stone she's she's got a broader imagination than Nick Stone okay um oh yeah I,
0: yeah, yeah I think she kind of branches out into all kinds yeah. of things and yeah. but
1: she's a sleeper for some reason she just does not get the same attention that those two do
0: and yeah. it's a shame because she's such a good author yeah no I am with you uh on that one okay so the next award goes to the worst parenting a gateway nominee greg who did you give the worst parenting award to
1: well you you had two titles and i would have picked one of them um but i'm gonna give you my my second choice then which is um wait hold on is clap when you land because uh we have i think he probably this this father right for those who don't know the premise of the story right these two girls one living in new york one living in the dominican republic find out that they have the same dad he had a secret family well they were he had two secret families yeah. i mean like yeah he was living with different families at different times of the year and lying to both of them and um i mean he when he he dies and that's how everything comes. anyway while he was alive it seemed like he was you know he they loved him right yeah um but talk about something that's gonna mess your kids up i mean like that's uh some pretty bad parenting although in the book they to come to terms with it i mean
0: <laughs> yeah they they seem to be kind of comfortable with it in the end yeah so but yeah no i'm hey, what you. about you
1: some bad parenting from last year's gateways
0: okay so we're going to go back to one that we just talked about i i greg alluded to this i had two i wasn't sure which way to go uh i was very strongly going to land on if these wings could fly yeah um it's it's very i i i hate to say it this way but like traditional abuse like i was gonna say it's very on the nose yes. you know what it's doing you know it's yes. very much what it is yes uh abuse of father abuse of home situation a lot of that was it was it was rough yeah um but i think i'm gonna go with the one that's uh in a fantasy book so a little bit weirder uh and that's fable
1: oh so, yeah uh
0: in the world of fable our main i believe that's her, her name right fable is the character's yeah. name yeah uh, we meet her. She's living on this like little island. Uh, she's alone. She's having to like barely scrape by to survive. And as you find out, as the book goes on, her dad is the one who left her there. And her dad's like this crime kingpin, for lack of a better term, in right. this like pirate world. Right. And he literally just like left. Just her listen there and to died. this. Listen to this summary as it yes. goes. goes. <laughs> so if you
1: haven't bought this book yet.
0: Yeah, that one was a uh like so there's bad parents, there's there's normal kind of abusive whatever, but then it's dropping your kid off on an island and going, Yeah, yeah if you survive and find your way back to me, we'll talk. Right. Like, okay, that's a yeah. that's a, a step beyond for me as far as yeah. terrible parenting goes.
1: It is, yeah. I mean, it really it really does inhabit that kind of exceptionally dramatic fantasy genre of YA, yeah. you know, like where the adults are almost a caricature for the teen
0: protagonists, you know? Yeah. Alright, the next category, Greg, in the second annual Barnesy Awards is for the best twist. Yeah. Who are you uh, giving this Barnesy to?
1: Well, it's going to the grand master of the Barnsies, <laughs> Jennifer Lynn Barnes, with the Inheritance Games. um I... I thought that one was full of good twists, and and I think of twists as kind of moments in the story when we're told something that we hadn't even thought to ask. You know, there were a lot of these moments where information was revealed that I hadn't even had on my radar as something to be suspicious about, and I enjoyed that, so. I'm with him. You know what? I think I was also the last person on the planet to finish this book because everybody else <laughs> read it before me. <laughs>
0: so anyway, okay, what about you? Uh, we are co giving that award. Uh, that oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 that's it. So, I had something else there, and I feel like that one's gonna get a lot of love. And then I put something else there, but that was gonna be more of a a jokey give on my part. And I think you're right. I think Jennifer Lynn Barnes uh, deserves all the recognition in the world for exactly what you said that like finding ways. In a book that you know is filled with twists yes. and you're expecting exactly. it, yes. you still get caught off guard by some and you're still surprised. Yeah, um, She knows what she's doing and, and yeah. the her readers eat it up. It's, it's yeah. fun to watch. Okay. This next category I'm pretty excited about um, and this one may come back in the future. Uh, I don't remember if it was in the first award. I don't remember if not. we did this one. I like this category though. So this one is for scene stealing location. So uh, maybe a little bit of the where would you like to be? Yeah, maybe a little bit of the like I would never want to be there, but it was amazing yeah. to read this. Uh, so Greg, where did you go for scene stealing location? There were some. There were some contenders for me. Like one that yes. I
1: considered was be not far from me. Um, I the one that you chose is one that I considered just because of I think it's unique. Yeah. Um, but I did. I ended up on Fable because I do as much as I. I don't think I want to be there. I do think that that setting was really compelling for that story. You know, I mean, it it was the book. It was girl with magic on Pirate Island, and Pirate Island really was a big part of the cell. I thought, Um, and the ships and the uh, the ocean. So all of that, in in terms of that book, it really worked for me.
0: So yes. I thought that was well done. No, I'm um, with you 100%. I thought that one, yeah. Uh, I would love, and this is maybe getting to something a little bit later, although I don't yeah. think it made either one of our uh, answers for these, but as that could be, it was it could have been very cinematic or like on a yes. TV show. You'd like to yes. see where that is. Agreed. Um, I agree with you as far as the lots of different places that would have been neat to be. The Inheritance Games house yeah. oh, uh, yeah. was on my short list of things there. Um, what I carry up in the Pacific oh, Northwest and kind of yeah. what that was like um for just like a nice outdoors experience and yeah. not something harrowing, like be not far from me. um, I landed on how it all blew up, um which I believe it's in Paris, right? I'm remembering that correctly. um, is or is are that, they is that the one in the airport? That's what I would that's the part of the scene that I was thinking of. It's in Italy the, the in Italy itself. that's right. Yeah. that's right. So just the like European vacation of it all yeah. and like yeah. getting to like hang out with these guys at these amazing locations and seeing the city and yeah. I, like part of me, like being younger and being able to kind of do that thing without that kid didn't have to take care of anything. <laughs> Everything yeah. was being taken care of for him. Yeah. Uh, I'd like, no joke. That's, that's an okay vacation.
1: Yeah. Be okay oh with yeah. That one. Yeah. Right. I really thought you the angle there was the airport interrogation room though. That's where I thought you were going oh. with that cuz I was like that's such a compelling setting
0: that it really structures that book. So anyway, that's you're, cool that you You are not wrong. Uh but, but I That's just not where you were going. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting. That is that is although like I guess that's a thing that I I hadn't thought about in that way with that book uh that he does a great job of setting being important. Yeah of it and like this is not a book that could just take place wherever right but each of Agreed. the locations has a real role in what's happening okay these are my two favorite categories the next two yeah, are Yeah these favorite. are fun so uh and these are holdovers from last year and they will be here forever folks right this first one is the pre emmy for what would make the best tv series <laughs> so what do you think would make the best tv series I, can I I want I gotta do a t- mental toss-up
1: right now um because the two that I have in my head are be not far from me or the inheritance games both of which I think would make for awesome uh awesome episodic you know shows yeah um I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to inheritance games though just because I think it, I I think if they made it it would do better in terms of ratings and audience sure then be not far from me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, be what not far you? from me would yeah. be a tough one for the uh whoever's the main actor. You're spending well, a lot would, of time I think alone. Not,
1: it wouldn't actually draw as wide of an audience. You know, yeah. like I think that one would be um it's like that movie about the guy that cuts his own arm off, you know, yeah. like I mean 127
0: like, hours. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean like gripping and compelling but probably not like a blockbuster.
0: I'm with you. So what about you? Uh, My award is being given to Jane Anonymous. Um, The story of the, it's kind of back and forth on timelines. Uh, A young woman is kidnapped and kept in this house um, or whatever, this room. She doesn't know where she is. uh, And her experience there is one timeline. And the other timeline is she's already been out and kind of how is she reacclimating to the world and kind of figuring things out. I think that would work really well in like a half hour show where you're kind of going back and forth and being able to show those things in snippets without having to kind of bury yourself in one of those settings for an entire episode or anything like that.
1: There, and there's a lot of shows lately that have been doing that where you'll have one or two episodes in the main timeline and then an episode that's entirely set in the past. Yeah. That seems to be like a common yeah, you know, technique right now. No, so that would work well for that book.
0: That was my, like the first one that jumped in my head of like, there's nothing's going to beat this one. Oh, okay, gotcha. yeah, the pre Oscar for what would make the best movie. Now, I'm going to give a caveat that I don't think mine would win any Oscars, but gotcha, yeah. Uh, what I thought would make the best movie, right? Um, so I'll, I'm going to answer since I did that, I'm going to go ahead and answer do it, yeah, answers. yeah, go for yours. Yeah. I'm going with Tweet Cute, yeah, I love that book, it's I really enjoyed it. So light, it's a yeah. perfect little rom com. Uh, you could knock this movie out in like ninety-five minutes. Yeah, and it would be just a just a fun sit.
1: I think I would enjoy it even more as a movie. You know, there's already like that nice tradition of it's 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 you've got mail and it's whatever the one before that was. I mean, it's there's already a tradition of these movies. I mean, Tweet Cute would it probably will if there's a good chance it actually will be a movie. Yeah, there's such a strong tradition, and then you don't have to deal with like the voice of the character who sounds like a
0: BuzzFeed list all the time.
1: (laughs) So like, you just get to watch the movie. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, All right. What'd you go with for the pre Oscar, Greg? I think grown.
1: I think if you put a powerhouse actress in there, I mean, you would have an Oscar right for that performance. And Mm -hmm. the story itself would have a great twist that it's kind of would draw the same gone girl, I think uh, audience. So I feel like that would really hit a lot of good notes.
0: Great, great pick. All right final award of this season mm-hmm. what was your favorite book of the 22 23 gateways
1: i gotta say yours surprised me i did not anticipate that so
0: i went with what i carry yeah. um i which I is don't good know. i liked it too yeah i don't know what it was i'm not sure i can put my finger on like i know why i like tweet cute i know why yeah. i like grown i know why i like some of these what i carry just hit me the right way um, it dealt with some serious subjects and it dealt with real things, but it never felt heavy handed to me. It didn't feel like, uh, it was really driving anything home. I like too much. Uh, I yeah. love the device of the literal things that she's kind of brought with her from foster to foster. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. It just, and and then it ended not to spoil anything. It ended in a way that made me feel good. Yeah. And I've become a real sucker for that with some of these that I don't need all these books to end terribly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So all right, what'd you go um, with, Rick?
0: You know, I this was a hard year for me because there was no
1: nothing that I was like completely in love with, but I picked the inheritance games. I I love a puzzly mystery. So I mean like I'm kind of the starting audience for this. Yeah. I'm not crazy about the teen drama, but like I really love the puzzle mystery side of it. And it hit a lot of my sweet spots. I think I would have liked, you know, I don't know. So in in a year where I felt like there were some, it was kind of a weak field across all of them. um, I think that one was the one that I was the most interested
0: in and enjoyed the most. Well, We're gonna be able to pull these clips of you singing the praises of Jennifer Lynn Barnes' books, and that'll get her on the show. We'll we'll add a little cassette tape with those audio clips inside the folded leather that we send her. I did enjoy it. I feel like that was like a damning praise. I did enjoy it. I think this was to me, uh, as far as her books go. I know that in the past I've kind of said kind of whatever, half-hearted compliments. Yeah, I, this one you—it's—it was undeniable while I was reading. Like this is a fun book. Yeah, it, was, it is just well done. It. Yeah, it's—it's it's what you wanted. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes the second annual Barnesy Awards. The if you have Barnesies. thoughts on any of these, or cow. you want to send in future categories, yeah. or books that you think should have won some of these awards, please send that feedback to librarymediachatter at gmail.com We're gonna take a quick break and then come back to wrap things up.
1: This episode of Library Media Chatter is brought to you by Summer. Don't worry, it's just around the corner.
0: Welcome back to the podcast. We have just enough time for What's Next, where we highlight a new book we are excited about but have not yet read. This month well, it's Greg. What's Next?
1: I jumped in right. I jumped in way too early. We, the chatterboxes are going to just have my hide for yeah. that. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was gonna so tan excited, you, Greg. I am so excited about it. well, we get those leather working books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I'm really excited about this book and I it wasn't even on my radar, although then Margaret told me, Oh, it's already on our order list. <laughs> so apparently it was <laughs> on my radar. Okay, Promise Boys by Nick Brooks. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay. So a couple teachers in my building were talking about it. That's how I heard about it. Here's the the Little term or like little blurb is a blockbuster dark academia mystery about three teens of color who must investigate their principal's murder. Okay, so my like inner BS like trigger switch automatically goes off with dark academia mystery (laughs) because Uh it's so pretentious. Yeah, that's a lot of self-absorbed. That's doing a lot Um, of work. Yeah, so I'm I was like, nope, not interested. And then they started telling me about it about these. It's, and it sounded it it sounds like it's gonna hit my sweet spots where um one of us is lying also kind okay. of hit. Yeah. And so I'm really interested to read this one. It's a private school. There's been a lot in the news about kind of these the treatment of you know, underprivileged boys in particular at private schools, you know, kind of across history and and currently in the United States. And so um really interested to see what this one has looked like is like when I sit down and read
0: it that is a I'm I'm in I'm going to add that to my orders and yeah yeah, I can't wait to read that one uh over the summer because this is it this is it yeah we'll be back in the fall though well yeah by fall I mean
1: August September
0: let's say August let's we're going to shoot for an August episode to start season three yeah uh and with that remember read responsibly use a bookmark